a thousand decapitated heads, one for every battle brother in the chapter. By the time they had left Taratian Four, the Third Company's kill count had been closer to a million. He had killed over a hundred rebels himself. It was often the case. But like all white scars, Corsaro knew the value of symbolism, and a round thousand was enough to make the point. He wanted to be there to see them. An ending, of a sort. A cauterizing of the wounds the chapter had sustained on Taratian Four. Corsaro Khan stared out into the heat haze of Plain Zhao. From his vantage point, within the highest eyrie in the fortress monastery, it felt like he could see to the edges of the world. His topknot of greasy black hair flew erratically in the thermals, its thick strands mimicking the victory pennants waving high above. Though the Khan's narrowed eyes flicked from scrub to bunker to a herd of stallions galloping in the distance, his hands had their attention elsewhere. Calloused fingers worked mechanically but precisely at the balcony's edge, always in motion. The tip of the Khan's curved dagger scratched like an awl, carving the Korchin word for seeking onto the side of a dormant bolt shell. Forty-nine more of the deadly little cylinders shone in the evening sun, ranged along the balcony neat as dominoes. Those to the Khan's left were finished, and those to his right were bare. Three full crates hid in the shadow of the buttress arch, the tiny golden curls of swarf around their base rolled back and forth by a playful wind. The thud, stride, thud of Sudaba, crossing the eerie Europe's rugs in full battleplate, made the Khan's cheek twitch. He placed the last of the shells unfinished to one side. Sunning yourself between hunts, my car, said the newcomer. Stormseer, your gifts. Corsaro looked at the sky for a second. They are wasted here. Anyone with half a nostril could tell that you've been standing in the sun. If you ever run out of Prometheum, you could scrape your skin and use the runoff to feed Moon Draken's engine instead. Ha! <laughs> shouted the Khan, grinning and clenching his fist in triumph, as if Sudaba had helped him solve a difficult problem. He would not take the Stormseer's bait today. He was in too good a mood for it. Like all white scars, Corsaro loved to feel the play of the elements firsthand. For the last three hours he had been meditating in the boiling heat of Quanzhou, clad in little more than loose white fatigues. His olive-leather skin practically glowed, shining with oily sweat. The Khan raised a thick bare arm, covered in zigzag scars, revealing a tuft of armpit hair that protruded from the sutured edge of his torsal glove. Have a proper sniff, then, Naismith. I respectfully decline your generous proposal, said Sudaba, using the formal Trigorian dialect. Both men chuckled. Two sets of white teeth sparkling in the sun. They had been space marines long enough to know that moments of humanity were to be treasured, no matter how simple. In fact, the simpler they came, the better. The Khan pulled a cube of meat the size of his fist from one of the ammunition crates, picking off the largest bits of swarf before taking a massive bite. He turned to face his old friend, 
stale blood running down his long black moustache as he chewed loudly. Eyebrows knitted in mock concern, he motioned the stormseer forward, his frown fading to a wet, red grin. Shaking his head in resignation, Sudaber joined his captain on the balcony. He looked up at his distorted reflection in the silvered eyeless skulls that were spitted on pikes along the balcony's edge. Most of the trophies were human-sized, but the largest was the size of a landspeeder. To the south, a large gunmetal lander was lowering its bulk towards the perimeter of Third Bronze Europe. The squat ship's backblast sent waves of plains dust outward in concentric circles before its striped underskeleton finally touched down. Cargo? asked Sudaba, squinting through the dust. Trophies, the Khan replied, around a mouthful of raw meat.